You need to know this. We're not missing the point. Christianity turns not on that people should be nice, not on all the things that happened because the resurrection happened, like the fact that we love people and that we go to foreign countries and help people and help the poor and the widow and the orphan and, and, have, and, and try to improve our marriages and try to love. All of that comes because of the resurrection. You can't have it without it. As we continue our look at progressive Christianity, we're learning the truth about the resurrection of Jesus. Here's Pastor David. We've been studying in this series, progressive Christianity, what people call progressive Christianity. Some progressive Christians, although not all, they're hard to peg down some of these folks. Not all, but some progressive Christians deny the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. They say he did not rise again. Some of them say, it's not important. It's not important whether Jesus rose again or not. There's an author at progressivechristianity.org that says that there's some people who like to go into Resurrection Sunday services. They really enjoy it. But here's the thing. Some of them can't intellectually sort of agree with the idea of resurrection. So we should find a way to make them feel more welcome. And he goes on to explain Exactly what I'm talking about, trying to make things that are utterly clear in Scripture unclear and then change a the thing. And by the end of it, it's like, well, resurrection, I think we're really just talking, I mean, the body of Christ is there. So technically, he's resurrected in the fact that the church exists. Or, or people have resurrection all the time. Like one thing, they do bad things and then God helps them to do things that are better. That's resurrection. And that's not resurrection. Resurrection is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and physically, bodily rose again. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable with that fact. No one's comfortable with it. It has shaken up the whole world. But that's where some people go with it. Listen to what the actual scripture says. Grab one of those Bibles. 1 Thessalonians 4.14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. You want to rise again and be in heaven? Well, he better have risen again or that doesn't work. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. This makes it very clear. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which you also received and in which you stand, by which you are also saved. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. Now, this statement has been around that I'm about to read. Since the very, it's, it's probably the oldest thing in the New Testament, okay? Which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. Cephas, by the way, is Peter. Um, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. So when this is written, most of the people who had seen Jesus alive were still alive, could be checked with. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. Now, now keep listening. We're going to go to verse 12. Now, if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. If, in fact, the dead do not rise, 
For if the dead do not rise, then Christ has not risen. And if Christ has not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ, who've died before, have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. There is no vagueness. There is no ambiguity. You cannot bring in an ambiguity to make things seem like this isn't really saying what it is saying. The scriptures are clear that Jesus died and bodily rose again on the third day. In fact, the scriptures are clear that if Jesus did not rise, there is no Christianity. There is no hope. There is no forgiveness of sins. Nothing. If we think that our hope in Christ is only about here and now and sort of like making us a better person or something like that, then we are of all people the most to be pitied because without the resurrection, none of that means anything. But that is exactly what some progressive Christians believe. That he did not rise or that it doesn't matter. Nothing matters more than his resurrection for your hope. Anna Skates is a children's pastor in a progressive church, she writes this. One thing to bear in mind is this. The point of the Easter story isn't whether or not Jesus literally, all caps, rose from the dead. We're missing the point if we're fighting over the historical accuracy of a bodily resurrection. We're not missing the point. You need to know this. We're not missing the point. Christianity turns not on that people should be nice. Not on all the things that happened because the resurrection happened, like the fact that we love people and that we go to foreign countries and help people and help the poor and the widow and the orphan and, and, have, and, and try to improve our marriages and try to love. All of that comes because of the resurrection. You can't have it without it. There is nothing about being a Christian that does not flow from that event, the death and bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. When somebody says, you've missed the point, the resurrection doesn't need to be literal, they have completely lost the gospel. Completely. It is because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have hope and peace and life. Now, Lord willing, we'll dive deeper into our study on the atoning work of Jesus on the cross in another sermon but I don't want you to be deceived and certainly not on this day of all days. You need to understand that the center point of Christianity is a historical fact, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. If you lose that, if you give up that peace, you have to see how Satan would want to work. If you can give up that peace and say either it didn't happen or it's not important, all the rest of the house falls. The foundation of Christianity is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Take away any one of those things and talking about Christianity as if Jesus is some nice person is just nonsense. Jesus was either nuts because he kept saying he was God. He said he would rise again. So unless you want to call him a liar or a crazy person, then you better deal with the fact that he is real, that he did live, that he did die for your sins as he said he would and that he did rise from the dead, as he said he would, and as many, many witnesses said he did. Acts 1, 1 through 3. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, 
after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Why is it important that Jesus rose from the dead? Why is, is the gospel writer Luke, who's written Acts here, inspired by the Holy Spirit to talk about the many infallible or unmistakable proofs of his resurrection? Because if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then he lied. Because he said he would rise. And Jesus Christ is God, and he doesn't lie ever. Lies never come from him. And if he did not rise from the dead, then here's the bottom line. Neither will we. And we were made to be eternal. C.S. Lewis talks about this yearning that we have. This yearning that can't really be explained. That proves that we're eternal because we long for it. We long for the king of kings. We long for the kingdom of God. We long for peace and justice and righteousness. We know that that can be. That's not an impossibility. We know we hope for it. If there's anything true about us who are made in the image and likeness of God is that we desire heaven. Everybody, everybody desires those things. It's my story. It's my story that Jesus died for me and that he rose again and defeated death and hell and sin. I'm only alive today because of him. In any meaningful sense of that word, I'm certainly only spiritually alive because of him and I'm probably only alive alive because of him. I go through rough times, just like you do. The world has fallen. Everything from tragedy to depression to pain to brokenness, it can happen to any of us and does, but not hopelessness. Not hopelessness. Hopelessness has no hold on us because we have a living hope. 1 Peter 1, 1 through 9. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Where's the living hope come from? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Nowhere else. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. The longing of your heart, that thing in you that says, what's going on in the world is bad. And I want to see an end come to it. And I know there's no human thing that's ever going to end it because we've been trying that for thousands of years. But I know there's something. That is your heart crying out for God. That is your heart hoping for resurrection. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with a joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Living hope. We have a living hope. 
That's, that's what we have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The difference for the Christ follower isn't that we don't go through tough things. The difference for the Christ follower is hope. We can have joy in Christ because of what happened, because of his resurrection. Not joy like I'm happy all the time. People who are happy all the time are weird, okay? <laughs> That's weird. Joy is deep, inexpressible. It comes with that living hope. It's knowing that we've been saved. Now, this is not just my story. This is not my truth. It's my story because it's the truth. I will not let the truth be twisted and perverted for me or for you. If you're going to be part of this body, this local expression of the body of Christ, we will not buy into lies. We're going to study so that we know the real thing. We know the scriptures well enough to catch the white lies. Not at number seven where they're obviously untrue, but right when they start to twist. That we might help those in the world who are being deceived and point them to Jesus Christ by pointing out the lies that are in the world. Because they too were made in the image and likeness of God and desire, desire the things that only God can give us. Jesus rose from the dead. You will too. And here's the deal. You'll rise unto life or unto separation from God. Those are the two options, not a third option. Listen to what the scripture says. This is what Jesus says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus also says this, explaining the parable of the tares to his disciples. It's in Matthew chapter 13, 40 through 43. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Do you have ears to hear? Because you don't want to miss this. A lot of people missed this when God himself in the flesh and Jesus Christ was preaching it. Don't miss it as he continues through his word to tell us. I'm not telling you this to give you nightmares of torment and hell. It's not why I'm doing it. I'm telling you this to proclaim the true gospel that you can have life in Jesus Christ and have it more abundantly. I'm not going to lie about what's going to happen if you don't. But that's not what I want. I want you to have what I have. Peace. Joy, hope. Jesus is not just some good teacher. He's not just another great man. Jesus is God, the only begotten son of God. That's who he said he is. That's who he proved himself to be. He died for your sins and rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And he sits at the right hand of the father and he is coming again. But we're going to celebrate this with him. Now that's going to be good. We already do, but we're going to do it face to face. He gives life to everyone who believes, to the Jew and to the Gentile, to the man and to the woman, to the child, to anyone who believes. It is reality. It is the truth. Listen, Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
the disciples who were with Jesus, who saw him raised from the dead, they believed this and proclaimed the resurrection, and many of them died for it. Anyone who wants to bring a white lie that says it's not important, they would never have died for it. That says it didn't happen, they would never have died for it. This never would have gotten going. A religion of let's be a little nicer would not have made it in the first century, let me just tell you that. They weren't nice any more than we are. Only a transformational truth and a king who rose again was going to change the world like Jesus Christ has done. They believed it. They knew that without the resurrection, there is no Christianity. There is no reason to follow Jesus and there is no hope for us. But because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, there is hope in life now and forever. Now and forever. Don't miss the now part. We're already seated in the heavenly places. We've already been justified and sanctified spiritually. When you come to know Christ, you are made alive spiritually because you're dead if you don't know him. Now you can experience what it's like. Now you can start to experience eternity that will be made full then, but now and forever. That's Resurrection Sunday. That's the gospel. It's what I'm excited about because I love Jesus because my life is his. I hope yours is too. I was saved from being a wretched sinner to being a child of the King, a child of God, and you can be too. Don't miss it. Those who call on the name of the Lord, those who believe that God raised him from the dead, they're going to be saved. Today is the day. Today's the day. There's no better day to have your spiritual birthday, to be made alive from the dead, to be born again into new life. No better day. You might have walked in here spiritually dead, but you can walk out alive. That's the only thing that matters. Nothing matters more. Not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not your kids. Certainly not most of the things that you care about in this life. Nothing matters more than going from being dead to alive. You have that opportunity now. I love you. Every one of you. God has you here hearing these words for a reason. Because he loves you, because he made you in his image and likeness. There's a reason you're sitting here in this room. There's a reason you're watching online. There's a reason you may be listening to this or watching this later. He wants you to know that he's here to save, that he rose from the dead, that he died for your sins, and that he is resurrected. If you haven't put your trust in him, I beg you to be reconciled to God today. Yes, today can be the day for you. No matter where you are or what's going on, simply tell Jesus you believe. Ask him to forgive your sins, be your Lord and Savior, and he will. And then let us know, won't you? We'd love to help you get started in your new life with Jesus. Call us at 360-885-9000. No tricks, just Jesus. 360-885-9000. Thanks for listening, and be sure and check out the next episode as Pastor David begins to teach us about the Scripture. That's right here on Contemplate.